Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've tuned in to On Air with Ruben J. Your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation. Here's your host, Ruben J. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to On Air with Ruben J. That's me. Welcome to the show again. Uh, sorry about last week. Had a little bit of a scheduling conflict. Wasn't able to get a show together in time for next week. But I'm actually really excited for not only today's show, but what we're bringing to you next week and possibly all month. I uh, haven't really figured out all the details if it's going to be just a one you know, one show here and there maybe. Um, but uh, October is... Um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so I am super excited to be able to tell some of those stories and have some of those people on my show who can tell those stories. This week, of course, we have a great artist. Coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to be talking to somebody, country artist. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun time, and I hope that you enjoy the conversation that we are going to be bringing to you here in just a minute. Uh, before we jump into this week's guest, though, I do want to say, hey, why don't you uh, do me a favor, follow us on all social media at On Air with Ruben J. And of course, my personal Instagram is at the Ruben J. Follow me there as well. We've got so much great stuff coming up for you in the next couple of weeks. And I can't wait to tell you all about all of it, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff. Um, and hey, also, uh, I do have another podcast coming out this weekend uh, with my good friend Bruce Mitchell, the Bruce Mitchell Audio Show. Uh, head over to um, brucemitchellshow.com for more information on that show. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. I'm really excited to be talking to Marshall Jones. He is a singer, a songwriter, country singer, songwriter out of Houston, Texas area. And uh, we talked about his move to Texas, his music, and all so much more. All that and more in just a second. Plus, something cool Elon Musk did. We'll talk about all that in just a little bit. Here is my conversation with Marshall Jones. Marshall Jones, how you doing, my friend? Good, but how are you? I'm doing all right, man. Hey, man, I know this has been a long time in the works, and I really appreciate you uh, being on this on this podcast and helping me out here. And, and hopefully we can... Uh, get your audience to learn a couple things about you as well. So uh, let's, let's jump right into this, my friend. And you know, it's, it, it's funny because I, I've been friends with you on, online for a couple of years now, and, and I've been, you know, supportive of you on social media, uh, but I don't know much about you. So why don't we start there? I, I want to know what got you in to, to, to music and, and specifically, specifically into country music. Well, honestly, I, my family has a very deep history when it comes to music. Uh, all my, my dad's side are all instrumentalists on my mom's side are all singers. Uh, so I was the first person really in the family to kind of join both of those things together and start writing songs. <clears throat> so that being said, I was an instrumentalist, uh, for probably a decade before I ever wrote my first song. Um, and that happened because of a pretty nasty divorce that I went through. 
so you know what's 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 interesting about you know people using you know traumatic events is that it really comes up with some good inspiration um did you have any trouble like tapping into that traumatic event for yourself or was it pretty pretty straightforward pretty easy for you no it was real uh it came it came very naturally uh because the reality is i had never really taken the time to to write down anything that i thought or felt so when i did uh, and maybe it wasn't, it didn't come out the greatest at first. Uh, but once I really started honing in on, you know, how to say things without really saying it or how to, to craft certain words that got my meaning across better than, you know, just regurgitating whatever was mine or, or what I thought about. So it took a little time for me to kind of develop the, songwriter craft if you will but uh once i did man i just got in a, a zone and went with it so one of the things that that we talked about kind of before we uh we jumped into this is you, is you told me that you have a really cool story about how you got to texas because you're, you're in texas now I, I don't know if you're in texas right now but you live in texas um which is a state that i've been obsessed with for years and years and years and i i, I desperately need to go back and hang out uh in texas but, uh, you know, where did you come from and how did you end up in Texas? Because this, this sounds like it's going to be a, a really good story. And I hope somebody out there who's contemplating a move uh, is able to take this information that they're about to digest uh, and, and use it for their, their potential move as well. Well, yeah, so I'm a native North Carolinian. Uh, I grew up in, uh, in the Carolinas. Uh, but it, I did move out to Nashville for a couple of years. And while I was out there... Uh, Pretty much everybody that I had talked to, everybody that I met said, listen, what you're doing is cool, but it, it'll never go over here in in uh, in Nashville. You need to take what you're doing to Texas because they would love it. Uh, and I honestly, I kind of ignored that uh, advice for a long time. So I'll try to make this as short as possible. But uh, when I was living in Nashville and uh, for, for most of my uh, professional career, uh, I was a web applications architect, which what that really means is I went, I flew to Fortune 500 companies like Best Buy and uh, Nokia, uh, Cardinal Health, and, and, and a bunch of others. Um, and I would lay out the plans for their web solutions and oversee the implementation. Well, I was on a plane six days a week doing that, and I just thought, man, this is too much. I can't do it anymore. Uh, so I quit and, um, I, I started working for this little store that nobody had ever heard of in North Carolina called Academy Sports and Outdoors. Uh, so I went from architecting web solutions to being a firearm salesman. <laughs> um, so uh, I started out as, as a regular associate there and, um, it wasn't long before they realized, Hey, this guy clocks in on time and does what we tell him to, so let's promote him. Nice. <laughs> so I became lead, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that got me out from behind the, the, the firearms counter, got me interacting with the, the customers a lot more. And one day we had a customer come in who uh, he had on this T-shirt that said, Proudly Texan. And I thought, huh, you're in North Carolina with a Proudly Texan T-shirt on. Hmm. <laughs> might want to see what's going on there. So I uh, started small talking the guy and selling him on a pair of sunglasses. And he small talked me back and said, you know, how long have you worked for Academy? 
and, and I told him, and he's like, what'd you do before that? And I said, I was a web applications architect. A what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so he, uh, I told him, and I, you know, I said, you know, I just need to do something different for a little bit, and so that brought me to Academy, and he said, well, what do you think about Academy? I said, I love it. This is my best job I've ever had, and uh, I love the company. I love what I do. And he goes, huh, would you ever want to get back into that web stuff? And I said, well, you know, under the right circumstances, sure. Uh, but I don't want to be on a plane anymore. I don't want to do that. Uh, if I'm going to travel, I want it to be for music. And he goes, huh, here's my card. Uh, let me have a copy of your resume, and, and I'll make sure it gets looked at. Well, as it turns out, uh, that, that gentleman who kind of looked like a, Bernie Sanders knockoff. Um, uh, <laughs> it, 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 his, his name was Tom Lamb, and he was the chief marketing officer for Academy Sports and Outdoors. Wow. So needless to say, uh, a couple weeks later, I'm on a plane to Texas, and, and now I work for Academy Sports and Outdoors. Wow. So are you, are you doing both jobs? Are you doing that job while also doing music, or are you full-time music now? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, music honestly does not pay what it used to. There yeah. was a time musicians, even without getting signed, could have uh, a good career. But uh, honestly, the way uh, the industry's kind of gone, there is no more musical middle class. Uh, you either have to be at the top of the, the charts or you're, you're nobody. Which, which Now, it's different in Texas um, because people down here really do – love live music they love supporting independent artists so i've really been able to carve out a, a pretty good niche here in a relatively short amount of time of people who love what i do and so looking back on that advice that i was given in nashville i probably should have moved down here a lot sooner <laughs> yeah for sure you know it's, it's funny because you know a lot of times we get that advice from somebody that some some people that have been in the industry before or know what they're talking about they give us advice and we we just go, uh-huh, yeah, okay, cool, I've been doing this long enough, I know what's going to work, what's not going to work. Uh, and then you find yourself in a situation years later where you actually do take the advice indirectly, or there's an opportunity for you to actually finally take, act, you know, take action on the advice that was given, and all of a sudden you're looking back like, I should have done this years ago. Uh, what, what part of Texas are you in now? Is this podcast. What happened? <laughs> all the stuff she told me to do years ago that I finally went back and did. Yeah. Uh, you're uh, absolutely right. So, Mom, if you're listening, you were right. I was wrong. 99.9, of the time. <laughs> I will make sure this gets to your mom one way or, or, or another. I'll, I'll, uh, what, what happened there? I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what part of Texas are you in now? I am just outside of Houston in a little town called Katy. Okay, sweet. Yeah, you know, the Houston's the only part of Texas that I haven't actually been to. I've been to you've been to the Dallas area, I've been to the El Paso area, I've been to the Austin area, I've been to the outer skirts areas. Um, but but Houston for some reason just I, I have never been able to, to to find a reason to be in Houston. Uh, but now I have a couple. Uh, so one of these one of these days will be out there, I am sure. Now Come on out where the best barbecue spots are. That's what I need. I need some good Texas barbecue because you know what? Last time I was in Texas, and you can laugh at me if you want, uh, I was there for, for two days, uh, and all I ate, the, the, I went to one like steakhouse that was nearby, um, 
and I had like a, just a cheeseburger or whatever. And then, you know, obviously a Whataburger. Uh, but I didn't have any like authentic Texas barbecue. Uh, and, and I definitely regret that so much. Man, you are missing out. So uh, that being said, I, again, I've traveled an awful lot. I've, I've been to St. Louis. Uh, I lived in Memphis for a little while. Uh, and I'm from the Carolinas, where we take our barbecue pretty seriously. But I'll be, I just got to be flat honest. Texas barbecue is on a different level. And it is way better than anything else I've had. Yeah, you know, I was planning a trip out to Austin uh, earlier this year. And the one thing that was on my to-do list was find this thing called an armadillo. Do you know what that is? Oh, man, yeah. Every Texan knows what an armadillo is. You've hit them with your car and thought that you were hitting a freight train. <laughs> no, there's, there's, a, there's like a barbecue armadillo, which I guess, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was like it was like bacon-wrapped, I think, ground beef or some sort of like something. And it was just it was cheese in there. I think there was jalapenos in there. It just, it just looked amazing. Oh, talk about the food. Yeah, the I food. Thought- about the actual critter. <laughs> no, 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 no. The food. There's a food item there uh, that I, I can't wait to to try. Let's talk about your new song. Uh, your, your song, Tailspin, it is climbing the charts out in the Texas area on billboards. Um, this Is this part of the, so- the song that you were telling me about, about your divorce? Well, uh, yeah. So the funny thing is, well, so for those of you who haven't heard the song, go out on Spotify and you'll have to look up Marshall Tailspin. Uh, because there's, if you look up just Marshall, you're going to find God knows how many references to Eminem. And if you look up <laughs> 300 songs that aren't mine, so you got to have both. Uh, I'll put and, I'll put a link in the description of the podcast if anyone's having any trouble finding it. Sounds good. So I wrote that song actually during my divorce, and uh, my boss had taken me out and gotten me maybe a little bit hammered, <laughs> and I was less than sober when I wrote it. And it was right there in kind of the death throes of that thing, too, uh, when she was being real cantankerous and and I just wanted to be out of it. So my world was figuratively spinning. And uh, at that particular moment, uh, because of the whiskey, my world was literally spinning as well. And so that's where the song kind of has its its roots. Now, that being said, when I first wrote it, I really didn't think much of the song, to be honest with you. I just thought it was going to be a filler track. But when my producer got a hold of it, uh, Travis Wyrick, and did his magic, like it quickly became one of my favorite songs. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get to release it immediately to any type of radio or anything like that. Um, so uh, after I moved to Texas, uh, a couple of friends of mine said, Hey, you know, you've got some really good tunes. You should put them on Texas country radio. Red dirt radio would is, is where you need to be. And, uh, so I, I finally scrimped and saved up enough to do that. And, um, cause it's massively expensive. Um, but, uh, I, I did, and it's been a, a wild ride. My, my joke that I like to, tell at uh, shows is we started out on the chart at number 630 out of 630 (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what it's a starting point though hey you know what nowhere to go but up right exactly you know and that's the funny thing is um you know i I produce another uh, i I produce a couple podcasts uh there's one that i'm I'm you know i produce it's called uh, the bruce mitchell uh audio show it's a wrestling podcast and you know, we debuted this version of the podcast at number one in, uh, I want to say, like, Israel, which is hilarious, you know. 
And so I went and I looked and, you know, there's a couple hundred podcasts in that category in Israel. And we, we you know, we dropped quickly, but you know, it's one of those things where like you, you, you know, especially any artist charting is a big deal. Anybody charting on anything is a big deal, you know, cause there are artists out there that maybe get some FM play every now and then, but aren't on the chart, you know, or can't chart, can't get the downloads to chart or whatever. Any chart, any level of charting is huge. You're number 87 as of the time you sent me this email. That's awesome, dude. To be in the top 100 is amazing. Yeah. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I mean, you know, it was crazy because, like, yeah, we started out at 630 because that's where m- my tracker person had started saying this is the the, num- the ones that we're going to track. But the actual chart doesn't start until 100, uh, the, the printed chart that they send out. And so – it was really cool to watch it because the the very next week after we kind of plopped onto the chart, we jumped up 300 spots. Nice. And then the week that, it was 150 more spots. And then the week after that, another 25 spots and then another 50 spots. And it just kept climbing and climbing uh, until now we're actually on the visible printed billboard Texas chart. And uh, it is still climbing uh, slowly, but it is it's still climbing. Uh, so anybody out there that listens to Red Dirt Radio, make sure you call into your local station. Uh, or if you're listening on internet stations, there's quite a few of them. Uh, if you follow me, I promote a lot of those. Every request does count, and every request helps us get to that coveted top ten spot, which I personally believe my songs deserve to be in, but you know, it's out of my hands. Hey, you know what, man? I, the fact that you're on the top 100 is amazing. Uh, by the looks of it, you should probably be in the top 50 by the end of the year at, at, at the latest. You know, there's there's a good chance that you start next year with some really good numbers. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, the song is called Tailspin. Uh, again, the link to listen to the song will be in the description of this episode. Uh, but you can go on uh, Apple and Spotify. Uh, and you can search uh, Marshall Tailspin, which is probably be the best way to find it. You know, speaking of Spotify and Apple, I, you know, I like asking musicians this question because, uh, you know, it directly affects their income. Uh, is there a platform that you prefer as far as how people get their music? I mean, there's there's Spotify, there's there's Apple Music, there's Amazon Music, there's YouTube Music. There's so many different platforms outside of them, like directly buying a CD from you. Is there a spot that you, is there a, a, a platform that you prefer as an artist? Not really, uh, because at the end of the day, uh, the differences between them are very minimal. Uh, so it's whatever people like listening to. I kind of wish there weren't so many platforms because I, I do have to support all of those. Uh, and I kind of wish everybody just kind of went to one or two and that was it. But, uh, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me because at the end of the day, I, I make, I, I've kind of just accepted the fact that I'm never going to make money off of my actual songs and that it's going to be, uh, merchandise and ticket sales that are going to allow me to hopefully one day do this, nothing but full time and professionally. And so let me let me ask you this, if you don't mind, you know, we don't have to dive into specifics, but, you know, it, let's say you make, you know, make $100 in a weekend, as an example. Uh, out of that $100, uh, what would you say would be the ratio of, you know, music downloads, merchandise, tickets, versus maybe even someone, maybe even throwing tips there? Because I'm really curious what a local musician, you know, because you play all in, in, in that Texas area. Um, what do you think that breakdown is for you? 
Uh, well, I can tell you this. Um, the money that I make off of uh, royalties from downloads or from um, Spotify or, or iTunes, it would be maybe about a penny of that, if that much. Oh, damn. Over the last four months, yes, the last quarter, uh, I made $32 off of all of my spins, all of my downloads, all of my, all of my virtual presence. Um, so more of my income as an artist comes from, uh, live performances and, and tips. So if we're using the hundred dollars, I would say 75 of that comes from my honorariums from venues and 20 bucks comes from tips and, the other four ninety nine comes from merchandise. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. So that's a good. That's a good. You know, because I'm not in music at all. I, you know, the closest I ever got to to doing any sort of business in music was helping somebody with some social media stuff years and years and years ago. Um, and you know, I was successful at it, but you know, I didn't see the numbers and the breakdowns, and you know, saw the income to that. Um, so, as again, as a musician, you know, what is what's your message to maybe people who aren't paying for music? You know, is, is there something that you, as a musician, would you, would you say, Hey, you know what? I don't care as long as you're listening to the music, maybe, you know, and hopefully it will encourage you to come buy a ticket and come, you know, come see me at a show or buy a t-shirt at some point. Or are you, you know, I have plenty of friends who say, you know, if you, if you're listening to my music, you better be paying for my music. Well, it's a, it's a tough line to, uh, to cross there because, Part of me wants to say, as long as you're listening, I'm happy. But the truth is, and so let's talk real numbers for a minute. Uh, to produce one song, to go out and record one song before, and that's not including any cost, including in writing it. Maybe I've got to rent a room to uh, to, to write in or um, or something like that. Uh, but let's say that I get all that for free. It just to go into a recording studio and record the song itself could be anywhere from two to ten thousand dollars jeez that's just the recording of it uh the radio promotion and this is uh just in for texas alone not not including if you wanted to do a national campaign if you wanted to do just one state like texas uh it can be fifteen to twenty thousand dollars just to promote it uh, so, you know, let's say that you, you do get a pretty good rate from a producer and you produce your song at $2,500 and you, uh, you know, you put seventeen five into it. Well, there's $20,000 for one song just down the tubes. Yeah. So, uh, now in order to come up with that, I have to play, I would say six months straight. And that's playing five nights a week, six nights a week. So you also have a full-time job right now. So that, that to me is really the, the you know, and obviously I'm, I'm assuming that your employers are um, supporting your, your music endeavors as well, but obviously you still have to put in your, whatever they're expecting. How do you manage to do that? Like, I, obviously I'm assuming you're not doing five days a week or six days a week, but it's still a lot to work a full-time job and also do music and also, and that's just performing. And then I, I, I could only just imagine, you know, on top of all that recording and producing all this and then coordinating all, how, how do you do it? How, how? man, very carefully. Uh, <laughs> and you 
long, by the way. I am performing 15 to 20 dates out of every month. Jesus. In addition to doing radio tour, doing interviews like this, uh, writing sessions, rehearsing the band. Uh, I mean, you, you name it. It just, it just, it, it gets to be a lot. Um, and I, I will say this Academy has been great um, f- uh, for me. Uh, to be able to to do what I do, uh, so I, I love Academy and I and I'm very grateful for the uh, the bosses and the opportunities that I've had uh, with the company. Um, now that being said, I, I, truthfully, music could and should be a completely full time venture. I, I could literally spend 90 hours a week on it and get farther, but still like have another 150 hours uh, a week to do. Uh, I've been fortunate too to have some people uh, volunteer their time to help me out uh, in various ways. Uh, And I I do have a booking agent uh, that handles that, which booking by itself can be a nice job. Um, So there's a lot that goes into it. And and I am fortunate to have a lot of people that, that help me out. Uh, the song again is called Tailspin. There's a link in the bio, or not in the bio, but in the description of this podcast. Please go and listen to that song. It's actually a really good song. I listened to a little bit of it before we, we jumped on here. Um, now, I, I, again, let's go back to Texas here for a little bit because we're both big fans of the state of Texas. Uh, it says you're in your bio that, that in your, your, your free time, which I'm sure there isn't much of it, uh, that you like to, to revel in the ways of the Lone, Lone Star State. Uh, give me three things that you love about Texas, uh, and then we'll dissect that after you give me your answer. Oh, man, that's, that's easy. Barbecue, football, outdoor stuff, so fishing, hunting, all that kind of stuff. And then you get those three things, and that's Texas right there. I was about to say, that's, that's the entire state of Texas right there. I mean, uh, if I understand things correctly, uh, football in Texas is like a national holiday every single Sunday. Is, am, am I correct? Almost a religion down here, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously barbecue goes hand-in-hand with football. You barbecue. Know. Barbecue's what? <laughs> barbecue is a religion. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, so in what order would you put this? Because I'm really curious as to, to how important this stuff is to you. Uh, honestly, I think barbecue does come first. Sim- and, and, and for me, it's just because I love the simplicity of it. I, I love uh, uh, just tending a fire and and letting the meat cook and just the smells and the aroma and just kicking back with a beer and, and, and enjoying uh, the, the peacefulness that comes with cooking barbecue. Uh, at some point, I may actually open up my own barbecue joint just because I – I, I love that that aspect of Texas culture so much. Uh, now, next would oh man, that's tough because I love sitting in a deer stand just as much as I love you know rooting for a, a good football team. Um, uh, but I get to I get to watch more football than I do hunt, uh, so that would probably come second. And then yeah, and then hunting and fishing come come next. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the order the order that you told me them. So let's let me let me. I'm pitching you an idea here, and, and this you know you take it take it if you will, leave it if you will. Uh, no royalties needed if you decide to go for it. Uh, a Marshall Rocks Country like barbecue sauce or barbecue rub or something that you can add to your merchandise. Do you already have one? <laughs> 
You know, what's funny is uh, I had a bottle sitting right there uh, before we started, and uh, I, I, I took it out. But, yes, I, I do have my own barbecue sauce called Marshall Sweet Carolina Fire. Oh, dang. Is that available on your website? Well, it's uh, – I, I want to mass produce it, but the reality is uh, I, A, don't know anything about that um, uh, because there's a lot of regulation to go into oh, – yeah putting out a food product and be, I don't really have the extra time or money to put into it right now, but at some point, yes, I, I do want to put Marshall sweet Carolina fire on shelves. And I, I would actually love it if I could take it on the road with me and sell it off of my product table. But there's a lot that needs to happen before that can, before, before we can get there. Yeah. And if you need, you know, if you need a product tester, I volunteer my time. You can, you can, I what? will, uh, I may just end up sending you a bottle just so I could get some uh, some back. Yeah, please please do let me know and I'll send you uh, send you a check uh, in re- in return for that. <laughs> um, all right, well, well let's uh, let me t- let me ask you this: What's the next six months look for you? Or not even six months. What's the next four months look like for you? The rest of the year, because uh, you you got a busy busy tour schedule from what I can tell over at MarshallRocksCountry.com. dot com. Um, tell me what the rest of the year looks like for you. On the road, man. I am on the road all the time. And actually, I just uh, I booked four more shows today and uh, had a good discussion with the venue out in Abilene, which is in West Texas, uh, about uh, setting some stuff up with them. So I am just on the road all the time. We're going to be releasing my next single, Tell Me a Secret, um, to Texas Country Radio sometime probably uh this winter i'm not sure exactly when but uh, we're looking forward to that one being uh a chart topper because it's uh it, it's a good tune too man i i, I i've been blessed with uh having amazing songs to to put out and so i uh, we're really looking forward to that Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to, to being able to talk to you again in a couple of months, hopefully, about uh, Tell Me a Secret. Hopefully, you'll send over uh, you know, uh, an advanced copy so we can put it up on the website, multimediamouth.com. Uh, again, marshallrockscountry.com forward slash tours. You actually, I believe you have a show. Uh, let me look at the look at calendar. Uh, one tomorrow after the show drops. So uh, at, uh, was it Borsky's Tavern in Willis, Texas, 8 p.m.? Uh, head over to the website, get your tickets. Uh, or, or figure out how you can get there because it, it's going to be a good time. I can tell you that. Uh, Marshall, anything else that you want to want to promote real quick before we, we jump off? Maybe your social media, your, your website, whatever else? Absolutely. If you want to follow me on any of your favorite social media, just find me online by looking at Marshall Rocks Country. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-R-O-C-K-S-C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, Marshall Rocks Country. And, uh, send me a message. Let me know that you uh, you found me here on the Ruben J show. Yeah, absolutely, man. And Marshall's a good follow, man. He's always posting some good stuff. So uh, always, always enjoy reading and, and seeing what you're up to. Uh, Marshall, man, have a good one. We're going we're gonna to sign off. We'll be back with more in just a second. That was my chat with Marshall Jones. Make sure to follow him on all social media at Marshall Rocks Country. All right. So Elon Musk did something pretty cool. Pretty cool. If you don't, uh, if you don't ask me. Uh, the Tesla and SpaceX CEO donated $50 million to the St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Musk announced shortly after SpaceX made a successful launch on Twitter 
uh, that he'd be donating the, the money. Uh, he responded to a tweet saying, count me in for $50 million. Part of that money, uh, so with Elon's um, donation, St. Jude was able to raise over $200 million. Other donations came from entrepreneur, uh, tech entrepreneur Jason Isaacman, who donated $100 million uh, plus $60 million raised from public donations. I think this is really cool. Uh, I think this is an awesome thing that Musk and company did. And I think you guys should also donate money if you can over there. Uh, one other thing real quick in the tech world, uh, Apple uh, apparently has less than 20 million subscribers to their Apple TV Plus streaming service. Um, Apple TV Plus may be in trouble. It was revealed by the New York Post that Apple TV Plus has less than 20 million subscribers. The news comes from the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, a union in the entertainment business. To compare, Netflix has 209 million subscribers in Q1 of 2021, while Disney Plus has 116 million subscribers. According to the report, streaming services with less than 20 million subscribers are able to take a little bit of... uh, they're able to pay a little bit less for um, people who work on different shows. The report doesn't say what the difference between somebody who has 20, 20 million, 20.1 million uh, subscribers versus somebody who has 20 million or less, but it does say that it's a meaningful difference. So that's an article I wrote over from multimedia.com. And part of my, conversation not conversation my, my commentary is uh, well duh apple doesn't have any like major marquee shows on their streaming app that are cult favorites they have you know the morning show is a great tv show for apple tv i love the show uh, i actually have a review of episodes one and two up at multimediamouth.com head over there and see what my thoughts are on the morning show season two but they don't have anything like The Office or Friends or Seinfeld or anything like that that gets people wanting to tune in more. So um, I've said it since day one, pretty much that Apple streaming service should be an additional offering to Apple users. Currently, you can get Apple TV Plus for free for a year with the purchase of a new phone, tablet, or computer from Apple. I think that it might be a good idea for them to make it free for Apple users with, you know, you know, with the option of paying $4.99 a month for non-Apple users. I think with that, you can also maybe get a, uh, a little bit of a commercial, um, you know, some commercials here and there and help diversify your revenue with that. But honestly, Apple's paying billions of dollars to develop these new shows for only 20 million. Uh, let me do some math here. Let me do some math here. If and this is just saying that if all 20 million people paid the 499. So let's just see 20 times 4.99. Let's try 20 million uh, times 4.99. Uh, hundred million. So I mean, they're not making chump change. They're making over a billion dollars a year if everybody paid their four ninety nine. But a lot of people are still on free trials. I, for one, uh, have the Apple One bundle. So, but their their overall streaming or their overall services, which is their their iCloud, their Apple Music, um, the TV, and some other stuff that they have. Um, all of that is actually bringing in quite a bit of revenue. So I think overall. Uh, if you count it in as part of the services, they're actually doing fairly well. But if you don't, then they're doing fairly bad. 
I don't know. Let me know what you think over on Twitter at the Ruben J. I'm gonna go ahead and sign off here with this conversation. Uh, but be, be sure to follow us on all social media at the Ruben J. And I will talk to you guys next week as we kick off Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And I am looking forward to sharing some of these stories from other people. So if you have a story, hit me up on Twitter as well. Let me know. We'll talk soon. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.